Alright now y'all, y'all know what time it is. This is Never Out of Bounce and this is your host, El Jama. So I've been away for a couple of days. I had some family out of town, from out of town come in and uh, I wanted to spend some quality time with them. But I am back. In the spirit of that, I want to give out some shout outs. I want to shout out my listeners. I appreciate you taking the time out of your life to listen to me for a few minutes of your day. This is very important for me. This is my first ever podcast or anything of this nature. So I very, I highly appreciate you guys taking the time to, to hear me out. And another shout out to my sister who just graduated from Sacramento State. I love you, Angie. Congratulations, and I'm proud of you. And I also like to make a, another shout out to a fellow podcaster of mine. This is a shout out to the B-Boy Mario Kart Show. Thanks for the follow today. And... To be honest, it's something I love to do. This is something that I like to do. But definitely having that follow back from somebody who's in the field, who's actually doing something as well. To have that follow from him, that definitely made me hungry. That make, definitely made me want to get it today. And so we're going to get right into it. Well, word on the street is that the North Korean summit that's going to be held June uh, the 12th in Singapore between Trump and North Korea is in jeopardy. Trump, uh, tr- sorry, Trump and the North Korean and North Korean government can't really uh, come to terms on a certain deal. And recently, Trump met with South Korea and Moon Jun In for some more clarity on North Korean denuclearization. Last week, you know that I reported that North Korea was shutting down a few sites. However, it seems to be that the U.S. wants North Korea to stop all nuclear activity, period. And it doesn't seem that North Korea really wants to stop this. According to Pyongyang, this is, the, this is a quote coming from Pyongyang, the capital. Um, they're, what they're saying is, we will no longer be interested in dialogue with the U.S. if it's trying to back us in a corner. So it looks like they're taking heed to what they did in Iran or with Iran and are saying, we don't want no parts of that. Y'all not going to take advantage of this, of us. And I agree with that. I kind of I kind of see with that. I can kind of see where they're coming from. And they're also concerned about the military presence of the U.S. in the Korean Peninsula. At this point, there's about 24,000 troops in North Korea right now, U.S. troops in North Korea right now. And a lot of them are doing some military exercises with the South Korean military as well. But it's just generally causing some some concern with the North Koreans. So on that front, they're not really coming to terms. Trump is... Like I said, pushing a hard line with the complete denuclearization. North Korea agrees with some of it, but like I said, they don't want to budge with all of it. So it looks like they haven't really come to a head with anything. So with that being said, we're going to move on to some sports. I hope y'all keep tuned. We're going to get right back to it. What's up, what's up? We right back into it. 37-year-old outfielder Jose Batista made his first start with the Mets today after being signed earlier this morning. Now, he went one for three, hitting a double in a 5-1 loss against the uh, Florida Mariners. And basically, he's been added to provide some depth along the outfield. There's a lot of people been released and traded on that team and injured. So he basically there to provide some depth. He was playing for the Braves earlier this year, and so far he's averaged 143, two home runs, and five RBIs. Good luck, guys. Good luck. Good, good luck. 
Now, on to the NFL. And I got some sad news if you're an L.A. Chargers fan. Hunter Henry, the tight end, has suffered an ACL injury at practice and will not be able to play for this entire year. Now, this comes at a setback because the guy was pretty much important to them last year. They started off 0-3 and and were able to improve to 9-4, almost getting a playoff berth with his participation in the starting lineup. Now... He will be replaced at the moment by Virgil Green, formerly of the Denver Broncos, but he has failed to even catch 25 catches this year. So it looks like they may be they might be giving a call back to Antonio Gates. I don't know what those guys are going to do, quite honestly. Other NFL news. Some more news from the cap collusion case. Apparently, the news on the town now is he was good enough to be a starter. Now, this is coming after last week. I told you guys, uh, John Elway was offering a trade for Colin Kaepernick at some point before the 2016 season. Um, I think at that point, they weren't necessarily sold on Osweiler and they wanted to replace, you know, Manning. So there was a spot opening for him there, but he wasn't agreeing with the money. But apparently people are saying that he was apparently through the colluding cases proven to whatever extent that he was a starting caliber. I don't know how much that really proves because I've always felt this way about him to begin with, regardless of where he stood in terms of politics. Yes, he's a starting quarterback, which which of these quarterbacks is he necessarily better than? Now, don't get me wrong, there's 32 teams in the league, and there's only two on the on the, on the top of my head that I could, I could really say that they still need a quarterback, or they could have used maybe, you know, some of his service, or at least to have worked him out. That, you could probably say the Browns or the Jets. Uh, we've seen what Blake Bortles can do. We saw what Case Keenum can do. We've seen what Nick Foles can do, given opportunity to... Uh, go behind Carson Wentz. So it's, I understand, you know, he might be better than your McCowns and some of your other backups in the world, but is he better than, you know, 30 of the uh, 32 of the starting quarterbacks in the league? That's the question. I asked it, and that's something that I've always posed about him. I think he was good for the system that fit him in San Francisco. Unfortunately, they cut Harbaugh. And I think the 49ers did a, a, a solid by him. By trying to get somebody with some quarter, with some mobile quarterback experience and a read option quarterback experience, bringing in Chip Kelly. But Chip Kelly was not that great of a coach. I would say he's a glorified position positions coach, to be honest with you. And I definitely think he could have probably worked with Colinick from a quarterback point of view in terms of running that offense, but not necessarily from an overall point. And there's been a lot that's been said about his ability to read the playbook or even go into uh, a playbook now i think with that being said he had a, he had a right to take a stand for what he believed in there there should be no real case against him there there are probably some more racist owners in the league that would probably not want to see him play with that being said, I, I think he's just in a very strange situation right now where there's a lot of starting spots that are already taken. And he's of starting caliber. This is what this report is saying. However, if you look at it, uh, New Orleans, 
they had their quarterback. They had their quarterback at the at the time in which this was going on. Carolina had their quarterback. Oakland had their quarterback. Los Angeles, they still had Phillip Rivers. Like I said, the only two teams that you could really say at this point or at even at that point that needed a starting quarterback or could have, you know, possibly dealt with bringing another uh, uh, actual starting quarterback and having him actually start would have been at the Jets and also the Browns. At one point in time, the, that's and at one point in time, Denver needed a quarterback as well. And this is why they ended up drafting Paxton Lynch and Jordan Simeon because Colin Kaepernick was uninterested. So that brings some two interesting things to my to my to my concern. I think that there, yes, there might have been some owners that maybe weren't against maybe were against what he was in terms of politically. Maybe they want to see that per se, but there was opportunities in which he was given to play and the price maybe he wasn't filling. But then that goes to say, is he worth what he thought he was worth in terms of the X amount of millions he, he thought he was entitled to get? I don't know that. As a, as somebody who watches football, I can't say that he's right for that. Um, don't get me wrong. The numbers, especially his last season playing, weren't terrible. I'm not going to say they were terrible, but they weren't. I don't think they were warranting the type of numbers that he probably was thought he was going to get. So that's what you have to deal with. And I think he was right in terms of his freedom of speech. I don't take that away from him, but I do think that people, I do, I do think that certain GMs are going to look at the fact that he couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbert convincingly in his own training cap as some of the reason as to why they might not want to jump on that, that ship. Do I believe that there's some collusion? Maybe one or two owners. Yes, but then at the same time, if you look at the landscape of the league, look at look at uh, Eric Reed and his situation. There was some drama with him. However, safeties in general in this offseason are having a tough time getting jobs. They rather draft younger guys. They're looking to draft for the future. You know, I, I I'm not saying they're wrong for that, but if you can if you can mold somebody now right away and get them prepared with it in at least in a couple years because even if the let's say for instance maybe a team like the browns or the jets like i said before took a chance on Colin. let's say for instance he took the deal with denver and decided to get traded to denver or however that was going to work out it would have taken at least a season or two for him to necessarily develop or for them for their system that fits his style for for that to become successful for you to see dividends of that so he wouldn't have been able to really you wouldn't even really i don't think you would have seen results from him had he still been playing until this year anyway now the question is would the would pros would a pro uh would, would, would a team want to go through that in this type of situation this type of era like i said there's 32 quarterback 32 positions for a starting quarterback the question is does he does he does he start over matt stafford no I don't think so. Now maybe there's a there's a there's a there's a, a question for people like Matt, uh, sorry Sam Bradford. However, we know we're getting with Sam Bradford. We know he's injury prone. The question is, are you better than Matt Ryan? And no, you're not. So maybe you don't get the big contracts. But like I said, like I reported last week, there was an offer with Denver. There was some offers on the table, and, and they didn't fall through. Now, is that because? There was, he felt some type of way about the league at that point. I don't know. 
but certain offers were made, certain offers weren't taken. So I really don't know how to feel at this point. Uh, so we're going to leave that one be <laughs> for now. Now let's get into the, some of the NBA news. They have officially made uh, the selections for the All NBA First Team. We got Donovan Mitchell, who's averaging, who averaged 20 points, 3.7 assists with a 50% field goal average. Then you have Ben Simmons from the 76ers, 6'10 point guard, 15.8 points, damn near 16, eight rebounds, and also eight assists. You also have Jason Tatum from the Celtics with 13.9 points and also 5 rebounds. All three of these guys are finalists for the Rookie of the Year, by the way. Then you also have Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers, who averaged 16 points, 6 rebounds. And also rounding rounding everything out is Lori Markinen of the Bulls, fit with 15 points and and 7.5 rebounds. And finally in NBA news, you got your man Andrew Wiggins. He's on the trade market. Apparently, the Timberwolves would not mind trading him. So far in his career, he's played since about 2014, if I'm not mistaken. He's averaged 19.9 points and 4 rebounds. And last year, he averaged a solid 17.9 points, almost 18, as well as 4 rebounds. We'll be back in a second, y'all. We're going to get into some of these conference finals we're referring to the nba we're gonna talk a little bit of rockets warriors and also a little bit of celtics Cavs, and we're gonna finish this this night tonight on uh prince harry and my thoughts on his uh his wedding that people thought was so important so amazing all right we'll be back y'all hey hey so let's get back into these NBA playoffs. Let's talk about the Cavs and the Celtics here. Now, last night, the Celtics was able to draw even in the series, winning 111-102. LeBron had a monster game going for 44 points. And then Tristan Thompson was also able to help with 13 points and 12 rebounds. Now, this is pretty much what I predicted was going to happen, was going to have to happen. Uh, at least four players were going to have to come through and, and score double digits. And this is pretty much what you had. You had George Hill coming up with 13 points and four assists. And Kyle Corver had 14 points and four assists. Uh also, you had uh, Larry Nance Jr. get a couple rebounds as well and help out on that end. So it looks like the Cavs are trying to come around. This is the second game in a row where George Hill has had 13 points. Tristan Thompson has had double-digit points. Kyle Crover has double-digit points. So it looks like they're trying to to play a little bit better. So the question is, can they keep it up? Now, as far as the Celtics go, you had Jason Tatum's. He had 17 points. Al Horford had 15 points and 7 rebounds. Jalen Brown had 25 points and 6 rebounds. A great game from him. And then Terry Rozier had 15 points and 11 rebounds. Now, it's not like these games. You know, it's not like, you know, Cleveland's necessarily blowing them out. Uh, with the exception of that other game, I believe it was Saturday. Now, that was a blowout, but... Uh, it looks like this game, you know, Celtics pretty much, you know, did their thing. Everybody, you know, in their rotation did pretty good. Marcus Morris also had 10 points as well. Uh, just looks like the Cavs just had a little bit more. And I pretty much, you know, figured that would happen. And, and uh, this game was a little bit closer, I think, because 
Kevin Love didn't go off as much. He had a few more. He had also, I think, 14 points in the last, uh, I'm sorry, the game Saturday night. So that's what led to that game being a little bit more of a blowout. This game, he was a little bit more subdued. So the game, the, the score was a little bit closer. Uh, it's very interesting to see it tied again. I didn't see Cleveland going down 2-0 to begin with, but it is even now. So there's no there's no telling where it could really go. So this is pretty interesting. It's it's tied. Uh let's see let's see who really wants momentum. Let's see who can keep momentum. Uh looks like the momentum is with the Cavs right now. But let's see. Let's see if those let's see if those guys heal. Thompson, Corver can show up again. Let's see if Love can have another twenty point game. If they can, they can probably get another get another notch on their on the way. So uh let's see what happens. And as far as the Rockets and the Warriors go, they played tonight. And the Rockets were able to win by three on the last second three, 95-92. Now, this game was very interesting. Uh, I figured they would score for, uh, have a lot more points scored between them. But, like I said, 95-92, Harden, he had a great game, 30 points, four assists. And he also had CB3 coming up with uh, 27 points and four assists. Capella and Tucker... Got their rebounds today. Looks like they they got twenty nine. They got almost thirty rebounds between the both of them. So that's a pretty good game on on the boards. That's giving second chance shots. That's taking away possessions on a defensive end, and you definitely need that. Now PJ Tucker didn't uh, offer a whole lot of points. Neither did Capella. They both offered eight and four respectively. But like I said, thirteen rebounds for Capella, sixteen rebounds for Tucker. That's second chance opportunities. That's uh, new possessions on defense. You need rebounds to win in this game. Eric Gordon also helped off the bench with 14 points. So it looks like uh, the Rockets were ready to play as well. They've had a couple solid games in a row too. Uh, now, also, you had the Warriors coming in with Draymond. He had 11, 11 points, 8 assists, 13 rebounds, 2 assists shy from a triple-double. Solid game from him, Durant. As always, 27 points. This game, he had uh, 12 assists as well. Then you have Curry with 28 points and 6 assists. Pretty pretty good game from him. Uh, the bench didn't really show up for them, which is strange. Uh, Jordan Bell did get about 5 rebounds. Looney had some significant playing time as well because Iguodala was injured. So that did kind of hurt them a little bit on the defensive end. Um, but this this series is also pretty close. Uh, again, I didn't see it being tied. I saw the Warriors being up three one at this point, taking a victory tonight in the town. I, it's hard to win there, so it's it's a good sign that Houston is still in it. It's a good sign to see that Houston's still fighting. It's definitely good to see it tied because it's almost like it. Well, the Houston is giving us some blowout losses, so ain't no telling where it could go. But I still have I still have Golden Golden State winning this series. But it's it's good to see it's good to see Houston trying. It's good to see them competing. Uh, this was a good game, and again, uh, it can go either way. It almost looks like it looks like Houston did another take momentum, but again. I'm way more comfortable with Golden State taking an L and then comfortable with them coming out and having a great game as opposed to Cleveland doing it. So Cleveland needs as many wins as possible. They shouldn't take any more losses, to be honest with you. They should try to wrap this up. As far as the Warriors go, 
they might take another L. They it might have to go to a game seven, depending on how this goes. But I I just feel comfortable with them winning the series, despite what's going on right now. So. I'm looking forward to seeing how that game plays out as well. That should be coming out later this week. Now, y'all, we're going to finish this up with some uh, with some of my opinions here. I'm going to call this the long haul, this segment here, the long haul. We'll be back in a few minutes, but I want to get into some of this Prince Harry and this Meghan Markle. I, well, you know, let, let me let me get back to it. I'll be, I'll be here with y'all shortly. Y'all have a good one. Now... We're going to finish this off with the long call. I'm just going to go in on a topic real quick. Speak my mind for a little while. Now recently, Prince Harry recently got married to his sister, Meghan Mark. And I, for one, not really impressed. Now, that's not to say that I'm against marriage or their marriage. I think marriage is a, a positive thing. I myself have been to many weddings. But see, that's where things get a little bit... Things That's where things end for me. Now, I, I'm not above going to a friend's wedding or close family member. It's important. Those are important events. But am I going to care for a man that I've never met or a woman I've never met in my life? And act as though they're their marriage and they're they're somehow their interracial union is somehow some embodiment of the world change. How? When I've seen it all, I live in California. This is something that I see every day. Oh my god. A, a white man, he's interested. He wants to marry a mixed woman of African descent. Oh my this is this is this is stupendous. We've never seen, no, this is something I live every day. So this is not important to me. Tell me, I mean, what, what, what of real cultural significance does this bring? In the big grand scheme of the world, and our communities, whether it be here in America or, and I mean the black community, either here at home or in America or Across the pond, Britain. Tell me the big significance. Yeah? Because we have a tendency as a culture, and we, we love to highlight the celebrities, our ball players, our entertainers. And this is a worldwide obsession. We love our movie stars and our actresses. We 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 dwell into the beauty of the things and, and all this. But you know what? There's function, there's reality. There's real life. Eventually, that director says cut. Eventually, the referee and the and the game stops. They start shooting. They stop shooting for the episode in the, in the movie. Now, there's there's something called real life. Now, we we wanna use these these symbolities in these uh, celebs as some sort of embodiment of, of principles but yet we overlook the work that actually is being done 
we highlight what Kanye says in the in the press and on our Facebook blogs, but yet we forget about Maxine Waters on a daily basis. We forget to acknowledge what Kamala Harris is doing. We forget to acknowledge Bernie Sanders and what he's been trying to do. We disacknowledge the actual work that's being done in our communities by members of our communities in order to give our attention to these corporate backed entities anyway. Now, in the case of Prince Harry and Meghan, and, oh my God, this is a great moment. And well, let's talk about the British royal family, okay? This is not the, the 16th century. This is not feudal Europe anymore. It's not the medieval times. The monarchy system doesn't exist in functionality. So she holds, in, in, in Prince Harry, in, in all totality, they hold no real political power to begin with. So who really cares? You want to know who you should care about, black folks, my brothers and sisters in Britain, if you are about supporting your your black community or seeing that it gets developed or, you know, improvement. Don't forget about something called your parliament. You have parliament, y'all. And if I'm not mistaken, y'all have had the highest number of black and minority members of parliament in the, in the past few years. If I'm not also not mistaken, blacks have a large enough base within parliament to form the fourth largest political group. So who gives a shit about some royal family? Who gives a shit about forming a, or, or being able to appease still to the to the to the ruling class where you can have your own voting your own party in your own country think about it we could do the same thing here but we we rather still vote for the two different sides and we all caught up who cares who cares about who marries who i tell you who you want to go with who you want to roll with you want to know who can make changes for women in Britain? You want to know who can help make changes for for your people? I'll give you two examples. I'll give you two members from your parliament. I got one. She on Aurora from the Labour Party. First black member of parliament from Newcastle. She's the shadow minister for business innovation and skills. Also the shadow minister for culture, media, and sports. Ooh, come on. And I'm supposed to care about a, 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 a duchess when duchesses don't even, and dukes and duchesses don't matter in the 21st century? Player. Come on, pimps. Players. We gotta be better than that. Now, don't get me wrong. It's cool for people to get married. I'm not saying, oh, they wrong. Is it a big deal? No. Come on now. Here's another one for y'all. My, my English brothers and sisters. K.O. Smart from Edmonton. Come on now. Of also the Labor Party. Was a member of the uh, the uh, National Committee as a representative. She's also the, uh, the shadow of the Secretary of State 
and international development. She served for 15 years on the National Health Service. So that means that gives her public service direct with the people. And I'm so, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, from the get-go, 15 years with the peoples. Come on. And she already can't, her campaign, and come on, that did, did, did I mention the Set Her Free campaign? Which is which 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 is fighting to end the 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 detention of women seeking asylum in the UK? Come on, this is positive stuff now, y'all. Now I'm not gonna take away, you know, their marriage. I'm not saying it's not valid, but I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, what does it really do for anybody? Come on, what does it really do? At some point in time, you're going to have to be inspired and want to get information for what Maxine Waters and your political leaders are going to start saying, as well as just a Beyonce. Sorry. I'm just saying not to not to discredit her for her as a person, but I'm just saying these celebrities and these royal can you let that shit go. That sound like some Prince Charming syndrome. Somebody hoping to God, please, some prince come take care of me. Get your ass a job. Get the education. And then you can free, you could be your own prince or princess. I'm just saying, I, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm about really development of the people. I could give a fuck less about who's marrying whom. That's not the biggest issue for us. What does that do? What does what does that do? What does it mean that oh that everybody gives a fuck about some two people getting married? But guess what? We supposed to be breaking a deal with North Korea. Nobody cares about that. That ain't finna happen now. Oh, and guess what? They still shooting up the schools. I don't care. Flint ain't got no water. And blacks in Britain are still subjugated against. I don't care about who's getting married. Stop falling for they bullshit. Is all I'm saying. That's nonsense. That for real is not. That's 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 gibberish. We don't need to watch it on. And then I'm just look. I'm just glad y'all. It was a choice that y'all was able to leave and look at it on TV. Because if y'all was living in Britain and this was black in the day, 15th century, all that, you'd have to be forced to go to that motherfucker. They'll come to you like this. Hear ye, hear ye with the trumpets. Do, 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 do. Prince Harry has decided to marry a mixed winch. Y'all have to come or we send people. They gonna, gonna send people and they gonna... I'm just saying, it's bullshit. I wasn't interested. Life goes on. And you know what, y'all? On that note, I love y'all. And y'all have a good night. And you love your families. And you love your communities. And y'all don't give a damn about who they tell you to fuck with on TV. Peace.